There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Are y'all ready for the word of God today? Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles How Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith and faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word has given me life and life more abundantly. Shout it with me. I am in my promised land hallelujah remain standing if you would for just one moment i want you to flip in your bible to deuteronomy chapter 7 deuteronomy chapter number 7 we welcome those watching at all of our campuses today we're excited about this word today deuteronomy chapter 7 when you have it say i have it hallelujah 7 and look at verse number 22 now watch this it says and the lord your god will drive out those nations before you, before you, little by little. Somebody say little by little. Uh, you will be unable to destroy them at once, lest the beasts of the fields become too numerous for you. I, I, I want you to encourage somebody and say, neighbor, don't be discouraged by what seems like it's taken a long time. T tell them because God is doing something in you little by little hallelujah let's pray father we thank you for your word today we ask that you would move speak customize tailor make this word for us your people that we might move and walk in those things that you've ordained for our lives thank you father for giving us a word like this today god where we're able to celebrate what seems like little and we honor you for it and we bless you for it father speak in this place move in this place set people free in this place break bondages in this place. Father, we just want you to come and give everybody what they need today. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. You, you know this title. Go ahead and high five somebody next to you. Just tell them little by little, little, little by little, little by little. You can be seated. Uh, sometimes it seems like your life isn't making huge leaps and bounds in what you consider uh, to be progress. And sometimes you can feel stuck and you can feel stagnant, and it is in those moments where you feel stuck, and it is in those moments where you feel stagnant that we can experience great discouragement about the future. If you want to find an individual that's going to be discouraged, you're going to find an individual that feels stuck. You're going to feel, find an individual that feels like there is no hope, like things will never, ever be able to get better uh, in those lives. And what makes it worse is sometimes you can see what looks to be great progress for others. I mean, have you ever been in a situation in your life where you're looking 
at your life and you're juxtaposing or comparing your life to somebody else's life and you're trying to figure out, God, how is it that so-and-so's making such and such progress in their life and it doesn't even seem like they love you like I do and they don't even serve you like I do and you're trying to figure out, God, how is this possible? And so you begin to have a personal interrogation of your own self, of your own life, of your own progress in life and it oftentimes can lead to moments of despair. And it's in those moments we can begin to think things like, God, why me? Or, or why is this happening to me? Or, or God, why, why would you allow something like this to come in my life? I thought, you, I thought you loved me. Or you can sometimes have the epic moment that Moses had in the Ten Commandments when he had went up the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. And in the movie, it wasn't necessarily in the Bible. It was just in the movie. In the movie, he throws up his hands and he says, God, what have I left undone? Is there anybody here that you had a moment where you felt like, God, what have I left undone? Because it seems like what's going on in my life is absolutely zero. Nothing's happening. Nothing's going right. Nothing's moving in the direction that I want for it to go. But watch this. For reasons that are perhaps unknown to you, even despite your moments of despair, watch this, God kept nudging you forward. God kept moving you forward. That's the reason you're in this place today. That's the reason you're receiving this word today. Because despite those moments of despair that we have all felt in life, somehow, someway, God kept moving you forward. Somehow, someway, God kept nudging you. And I'm here to tell you that the reason you're still here is because there's still life in you. You still got some stuff you've got to accomplish. You still have a great purpose on your life. There's still a great assignment on your life. Touch your neighbor say, God gets the last word. God, God gets the last word, man. And I'm here to tell you that because I'm still here, it's evidence that something great still is going to happen in my life. There, 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 there are moments that we, we, we feel like, God, there's despair. But we know that God's nudging us forward. And we enter into those moments of despair because we often lack one major understanding about how God does things. You know, most people are looking for the big boom to happen. They're waiting on a big thing to happen in their life and say, finally, now I can enjoy my life. Or finally, now I'm going to be able to have a good day. And finally, maybe now things are going to be able to work out for me. And we're looking for something that quite often is not the way that God works often. See, uh, there are certainly Kairos moments where God seemingly interrupts time with opportunity. See, Kairos, uh, it is a Greek word, and, and, and it is different than the Greek word chronos. See? Uh, in the Greek, the word chronos, C-H-R-O-N-O-S, uh, it is the word uh, that means a quantity of time. So you think of chronological order, one, two, three, four, five. Um, that is how we walk out life. Uh, but there are moments in your life where you will have a kairos moment, C-K-A-I-R-O-S. And in kairos moments, it is where God literally is interrupting time with opportunity. It is like the moment of a lifetime. It's that moment where you say, I know this was God. There's no other way to explain it. But God, there's no, this, this is just my moment, man. This is just my time. This is just something that I've got to seize. And there are certainly those Kairos moments. We've all had them in our lives where God just, man, interrupts. Maybe it was you were getting ready to get in a car accident and then Kairos stepped in and God interrupted time and provided you an opportunity to get out. There are Kairos moments where God will set you up with the right business opportunity or set you up in the right situation, set you up in the right circumstances. It becomes sometimes almost like a perfect storm, but it's working in your favor. We all have those Kairos moments, but the truth of the matter is 
Sometimes it seems like certain things can be overnight successes in your life. Man, that happened like this for me. That moved like this for me. Man, I didn't even know how fast that was going to be able to go down in my life. But then, but then, but then, but then, but then, but then, there are times where it seems like everything is taking forever. I, I just need to talk to the people today. Maybe it's not everybody, but it certainly is somebody that is saying, God, why does it seem like everything is taking forever to happen in my life? God, there was a point in my life where things would happen so fast and it seemed like things were just coming and there was kairos, but now you're stuck in a moment of chronos. You're stuck in a moment of chronological time and you're saying, God, what is taking so long? Where are the people at that sometimes? It's okay. You can be honest about it because if the truth of the matter is told we've all had moments like that where we say God what is taking so long and so and so it's in it's in these moments that 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 Bible verse that we just read paints a clear picture for us about how God often works it says and the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little You'll be unable to destroy them at once, lest the beasts of the field become too numerous uh, for you. Now watch this. The word destroy there is the Hebrew word kalah, and, and it means accomplish. So, so let's read it another way. It says, and the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You will be unable to accomplish everything at once. I need you to hear what I'm saying. In essence, God was saying that you might not be able to accomplish everything at once in your life. Otherwise, you may become overwhelmed. Uh, see, what we often see is what we think are overnight success stories in life. And we see what are uh, shooting stars. It just seems like they came out of nowhere and boom, they're a shooting star. Uh, the issue with that is that shooting stars fall fast. And the issue is that anything that can be built overnight is something that can be torn down just as quickly. And so, but this verse is telling us is God is saying that you may not be able to accomplish everything at once because he does not desire for you to be overwhelmed. Can we just be honest for a moment? That if God was a, uh, making us to be able to accomplish everything right now in this moment at this time, that for some people we could be, you, you could get really overwhelmed. Now, I, I know you think you could handle it, but can we just be honest for, for just a moment? That is the reason why people that suddenly uh, go from poverty uh, uh, and win the lotto or something like this or win great sums of money or get an inheritance. This is why you see many of those people that they will lose all of that money in a short period of time. Why? Because since it happened overnight, it was able to be taken overnight. And I'm here to tell somebody, touch your neighbor, say little by little, tell them little by little, God is doing things for you in your life. And it may not be a big bang boom thing happening, but God says little by little, I'm giving you progress. Touch somebody, say little by little, little, little by little. Now look at this, look at this, look at this. The children of Israel were in pursuit of something called the promised land. It was literally a, a part of the land. It, 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 was, it, was, it was a part called Canaan that they were there, and that was the promised land for them. Now, for you and I, there is no specific parcel of land that you and I are looking for. It is the promised light. Uh, where nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. That Hebrew word there is shalom. It means everything is good. It, it, it doesn't mean I don't have enemies. It doesn't mean I don't have battles to fight. It just means that everything's good with me. So even though I see an enemy there, it's all good. Why? Because I already know that enemy's got to come down. Now watch this, because giants were only in the promised land, which means that 
If you feel like you got some big problems that you're facing or some big issues that you're facing, don't think that that means you're, you're in the wilderness somewhere. Maybe that means you're right smack dab in the middle of the promise. So look at this. For, for 430 years, they were slaves. And now they're in pursuit of something called the promised land. For you and I, it is the promised life. You got that? Now watch this. In Deuteronomy, God tells them that he had given them the land. Now, I need you to get this because sometimes sometimes uh, we think that delayed means denied. And, and delayed does not mean denial. M many times the delay is to give you the ability to get strong, uh, is to give you the ability to, to, to get wisdom and to get skills that you don't currently possess. 430 years of slavery. And then God says, I'm giving you the land. I'm giving you the promised land. The promised land is yours. You, it, it is yours for the taking. I've given it to you. It's yours. But here's what God tells them. He says that there are seven nations. If you read up earlier in the chapter, and you can do that in your own time, there are seven nations that were stronger and mightier than them that they would have to contend with. They, we, we're going to call them the ites, the ites, the I-T-E-S, uh, um, the I-T-E-S's, the ites. They were the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hittites and the Jebusites. That's why we're just going to call them the, the ites. He, he said the ites. He said these seven nations, they're right smack dab in the middle of your promise. Now check out what I'm saying to you. God says, I've given it to you, but you're going to have to fight for it. And that's what we've got to build. And today, that's what I've come to speak into somebody's life, is that you're going to have to get your fight back. You're going to have to get your passion back. You're going to have to get your zeal back. Because God says, I've made you a promise. I've given you some things. But there are some nations that are in your promised life that you're going to have to fight. Touch your neighbor and say, you're going to have to fight. You, you're going to have to fight. You can't back down. You can't put down. You can't throw down. You can't shut down. You've got to stand up and say, if God be for me, who can be? I wish there was somebody in this place. Watch this. He says, there's seven nations that are mightier than you that are in your promise. They are illegally occupying your territory. See, ma ma matter of fact, we need to have our own Occupy called Occupy the Promise. Mm -hmm. Uh, because there are some things that are illegally occupying your promise. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's low self-esteem. Maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe it's bad financial management. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's condemnation. There, there are some things that are occupying your promise. And you need to have your own occupy sit-in moment and say, no, no, if God be for me, who can be against me? As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord, which means it's not going down like this. I'm going to stand up and fight. Watch this. There were seven nations there, seven, seven nations. And for the children of Israel, it wasn't a matter of merely going in the promised land, for you and I, the promised life, and settling down and getting comfy. I, I know that, that we often want comfort. We seek comfort. The decisions that we make are all about us getting comfort. Do you you sometimes oversleep uh, because you're comfortable. Uh, and so even though the alarm says get up, you'll hit the snooze button because you're feeling comfy. See, there's something that uh, 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 while comfort is good, comfort can also be your very much your worst enemy. Comfort 
can be good for you uh, and be good to you. Let me say it that way, but comfort's not always good for you. I'm going to rewind that. Comfort may uh, be good to you, but it's not always good for you. Because when you get comfortable, many times you get complacent. When you get complacent, you start tolerating things that God says, why are you dealing with that? Why are you putting up with that? Why are you tolerating this in your life? So they couldn't just simply walk into the promised land and just settle down and put up some shades and put up some plantation shutters and get some hardwood floors done. They just couldn't do that. No, they had to fight for every foot of ground they took, even though God had promised it to them. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. God, he promises them something. He's, he's made us promises. He says, I've come that they might have life and life more abundantly. Might have life means that it is an option. Everybody that's a Christian won't ever live. And you need to be a Christian that makes a decision that I'm going to be a Christian and live, which means, what does that mean? It means I'm going to walk out the reason God put me here. That's living. Got it? Now watch this. Every foot of ground they had to travel, they had to fight for it, even though God had promised it to them. See, sometimes we think that the things that we know are supposed to happen in our lives are just going to happen. You're just going to sit up and one day, boom, it's just going to fall on your lap. And while you can have those Kairos moments, most often you're going to have to have a Kronos fight. I'm going to say that again because somebody almost missed that. You can often have Kairos moments where God just, boom, drops it in your life. But quite honestly, often you're going to have to have Kronos fights where you're going to have to fight for every foot of ground, even though God's promised it to you. That means that even though God has made us wonderful promises in his word, that doesn't mean we won't have to fight. See, too many people are looking for their ship to come in, and they really just need to get out of the boat and start walking on water. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that one more time. That'll tweet. That'll tweet. Uh, too many people are waiting on their ship to come in when what they really need to do is get off the island, get out of their paddle boat, and what they need to do is just start walking on water. Because I'm going to tell you, when you begin to walk on water, the ships will begin paying attention to you. Uh, when you begin to step out and move and operate in faith, all of a sudden the things you were waiting on coming to you, you're now coming and apprehending them. Look at this, look at this, look at this. He, he, he. God doesn't always move us forward by huge leaps and bounds. Often it's little by little. Say that with me. Little by little. See, little victory followed by another little victory that adds up to something incredible. See, a war is not won with one battle. It's often several battles over a period of time. And in every battle, you get stronger. In every battle, you get wiser. In every battle, you get better. Uh, you get better, not bitter. See, just if you can just take a look over your life, just look over the last 12 months and look at how every little battle you've had to fight has made you stronger. Look at how every little battle you've had to deal with has made you wiser. Look at how every little battle you've had to deal with has given you a fortitude. Look at how every little battle has been making you better. And that's the reason why we move sometimes little by little. Uh, because God says, before I get you to level two, I need you to be a strong level one. So when you get to two, you'll be able to handle what's at the next level. Touch somebody and say little by little, little by little, little by little. Watch this. He he doesn't always move us forward by huge leaps and bounds. It's often one little battle after another little battle. See, if God always gave us sudden, full, and complete victory, and we never had to fight again, surely, watch this, pride would creep in, and we would begin to look down on others who have not been as victorious as we think that we have been. 
See, pride is a very dangerous thing. The scripture said pride comes before fall. And if you never, ever had to fight again, if God just dropped everything in your life, think of how arrogant and how prideful uh, you would be. Now, maybe uh, maybe you think, oh, Bishop, I, I would never be that way. Well, then maybe I'm talking to your neighbor there. Maybe this is for them. Uh, please understand, if God just gave you everything you ever wanted and dropped it in your lap, you know what you start saying about other people? What's wrong, what's wrong with them? How come God isn't doing anything for them? Oh, those poor little souls. What, what's wrong with their life? Man, they must not have as much faith as I do. They, they must not pray as much as I do. They, they, they must not worship as much as I do. They, they, they must not do that. And what God is saying is God is saying, that's why sometimes I take you little by little so that you don't get beside yourself and think that all of the great things that are happening in your life are because of you. I, you got to get to a place where you understand, God, the great things that are happening in my life, God, are because of your grace and because of your goodness and because of your mercy and because of your favor. Touch somebody and say little by little, little by little, little by little, little, little by little. I wish it was more than that, but please understand there is a purpose in the plan and in the process. So here's, here's, here's a couple of things. Here's, here's a few things. Here's three things, matter of fact, that you need to know about moving little by little. The first is, don't underestimate small things. Don't, don't underestimate small things. See, big doors swing on small hinges. Uh, matter of fact, some of the greatest doors swing on the very smallest of hinges, uh, which teaches us a very powerful and very potent principle. The principle is, is that you cannot underestimate small things because it is often small things that become great things. See, the scripture says, that our tongue, which is a very small organ on our body, is like the rudder of a ship. And our tongue has the ability to direct our lives. Now, so check that out. Your tongue has the ability to affect your finances. Your tongue has the ability to affect your health. Your tongue has the ability to affect your family and your relationships and these kinds of things. It's, it's a small thing, but you cannot underestimate the potency of it, the power of it. Everything that ever becomes great often starts as something small and insignificant, a, a, a whisper a thought, an idea. It starts as this small little seed, but when that seed is put in the right chamber of incubation, it's put in the right environment, that seed can grow and turn into something great. That's why Jesus said all you need is faith the size of a, a mustard seed. He, he said it's really, really small, but the mustard seed, when it's planted, it becomes a great tree. It becomes a great earth. It becomes something great where the birds come and nest in it and so on and so forth. What was the point? Jesus was saying, don't you underestimate small things. Don't, don't you despise your small beginnings. You might be living in a one-bedroom now, but don't you despise your small beginnings. You, you might be having a, a little situation going on with your car right now. Don't you despise that. You might be catching the bus right now. You better thank God you got two legs to walk. Don't you despise your small beginnings because if you underestimate small things, you're going to miss what God's trying to do. Then the second thing, little by little, is be faithful in small things. See, watch this. If God moves us forward, how? Little by little. If God moves us forward little by little, then the way we handle little things are battles within themselves. See, so often uh, uh, we, 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 we glaze over the little things that happen in our life, and we're not faithful in the little things. And so we think that, well, since nobody is looking, it really doesn't matter what I'm doing. Oh, I'm here to tell you, you've been bamboozled, you've been hoodwinked, you've been sold a bill of goods. Your faithfulness and your integrity in the small things, the way you handle the small things makes a big difference. Be faithful in the small things. 
See, I know nobody may be looking on, on, on what you're doing in your job, but, and you may think, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll just do this this way. I'll just do it. I know I'm not supposed to do it that way. I'll just do it that way. And God says, you lost the battle because the battle was a small battle because I moved you little by little, but you missed and messed up the battle because you weren't faithful in something you perceived to be insignificant. And God says, it was everything. Be faithful in the small things. Be faithful in the things that you think nobody's paying attention to. Be faithful in the things where you think nobody is watching. And the third thing, this is where you shout. This is where we shout. Touch your neighbor and say, this is where we shout. This is where we shout. Uh, celebrate every small victory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Th th that's what I said. Celebrate every small victory victory. That, that means, man, listen, if you're trying to lose weight and you lose a half a pound, man, you better start shouting about it and start celebrating it. Man, maybe you maybe you were just making a little progress on paying off some debt and you paid off a $50 credit card. Man, you better shout and celebrate that. We celebrate every small victory. Why? Because we just figured out that little by little, small victory by small victory, God is moving us into what he's ordained. God is taking us into the place that he's ordained. Celebrate every small victory. Man, maybe you're child just said the word bottle but you better celebrate that small victory hallelujah say little by little little by little little by little we celebrate every small victory if we only had one victory hear me and that was 30 years ago 40 years ago how dull would our lives be or worse yet how easy would it be for us to take God for granted and that's why many people get depressed and get in despair about where they're at in life because they're not celebrating the small victories. They're still looking at the last Kairos victory, the last big victory that they had in their life, that they didn't celebrate the small victory. They didn't celebrate that they're better today than they were yesterday. They didn't celebrate that finally they had forgiven and let that person go that hurt them. They didn't celebrate that finally they're being faithful in their giving to God. They didn't celebrate something small. They didn't celebrate that finally now they stopped lying or finally they stopped. They're not celebrating small victories and so now they can get in despair and get discouraged and get depressed because we move ahead little by little it makes us savor every victory there was a movie out some time ago and the movie and the characters he said all my life I had to fight and the truth is is that that's all of our stories all of our lives we have had to fight We've had to fight for little victories. We've had to fight for big victories. We've had to fight for, for this, and we've had to fight for that. We've had to fight. But God says it's in your fight that you get stronger. It's in your fight that you get better. It's in your fight that you get some fortitude about you and say, no, this is not happening in my life. I will not settle for this. I will not low down, get low down for this. I will not have that in my life. Celebrate every small victory. When we win, we must celebrate. I don't care how small the win is for you. Maybe the win is that you got a $10 bonus on your job. Celebrate it. I don't care if the win is somebody gave you a $5 gift certificate. You better celebrate it and say, thank God. Let me go pay my tithes, put a little offering on it, and I'll use, I'll use the couple of dollars I got left. You celebrate every small victory. Watch this. Then when you celebrate, then you prepare for the next battle. And this is where many people make a huge mistake after a victory, whether it's big or whether it's small. They think that they're done fighting. 
They think that, oh, my God, I'm on top of the world. I feel great. This, all these great things are happening for me. All this great thing that's happened. And what happens for most people? They drop their weapons. They let their guard down. And the problem is, is that they stop fighting because somehow they think that the fight is over. No, 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 no. We, when we win, we celebrate. And then we get right back on the prowl ready for the next battle. See, this is how you'll make sure, because you're most vulnerable after you have a great victory and after you have a great battle in your life, because you're not expecting to have to fight anymore, and that's when you got to get your guard up the most and be the most intense and say, you know what, no, in this moment, in this moment, this is where I'm going to fight, I'm going to get ready for the fight because I just had a great victory, but I will not be duped into thinking I don't have to fight no more. That's why I celebrate every victory, and once I celebrate that victory, man, I get back on the ground, I get back on the prize. I pick my weapons up, and I'm ready to fight again, little by little. Say it with me, little by little. Man, I'm here to tell you, if you look back over your life, little by little, God's been doing great things for you, little by little. The little things that you thought were insignificant are making a big difference, little by little. It's little turns and adjustments in life that make huge differences. Everybody stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say little by little. 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 God's doing great things in your life. Very quickly with your heads bowed and your eyes closed if you're here today. And you don't know Jesus. Today's your day to know him. He wants to know you. He loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He just wants to love you. See, the, the little step you need to take today, the little victory you need to get today is giving your life to Jesus Christ. And if today you're in this experience, I don't care what campus you're watching at, if you're in this experience and you do not know Jesus, the little victory you need to have and the little step you need to take today is giving your life to Jesus. Maybe secondly, you're here and, and, and you took that little step some time ago, but in life you, you got knocked back in some different things and you got away from serving God. And, and you say, Bishop, I've been doing things my own way and I need to give myself back to Jesus and rededicate myself to him. And if that's you today, I'm ready to tell you God loves you. And the little step you need to take, the little victory you need to have today is moving back toward God. We call that rededicating yourself to him. It's where we say, God, I've already given my life to you, but I need to rededicate myself to you. Either one of those is you with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Why are we doing that? We're doing that because we don't want the person next to us to feel distracted or to feel intimidated by, by, by a bunch of people looking at, at, at them. Hear me and hear me well. At Harvest, we want to do one thing and one thing only, and that's love you. Doesn't matter your past. Doesn't matter your issues. Please understand. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, all things have passed away. Behold, behold, all things become new. Today, it's today somebody. Today is somebody's day, rather, to become new. If either one of those is you on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up. And when you throw your hand up, you're going to hear a bunch of people celebrating your decision because at one point, they were the person that needed to take that little step. And secondly, not only are you going to hear people celebrating your decision, but we're going to put something in your hand that's going to help you with your faith. We're going to give you a bunch of free stuff, but we need to put this in your hand first. On the count of three, you need to become a Christian or rededicate yourself to Jesus. On the count of three, throw that hand up. One, two, three. Throw that hand up wherever you are. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Hallelujah. We're celebrating. We're celebrating you. Somebody's mother, somebody's uncle. We're celebrating you. We're celebrating you. Take that little step today. Hallelujah. 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 Now, everybody say this to me. Say, Father, 
in the name of Jesus, I believe that God sent Jesus to die in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this prayer, I am born again. Old things have passed away. I'm taking a little step towards you, and you're meeting me right where I'm at. I declare that you've been good to me through my life, even when I didn't know it was you. Thank you for every little victory in my life. I'm going to celebrate every one of them because you're moving me forward. It may not seem like it. It may not always feel like it, but you are moving me forward in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Would you just go bananas and celebrate Jesus all in this place today? Come on, put your hands together. Just clap for him. Celebrate him. Open your mouth. He's a wonderful, awesome God, and he's moving you forward. How? Little by little. Hallelujah. Do me a favor right quick and hug two or three people around you. Just tell them they need this teaching. Tell them they need this teaching. And you can be seated very quickly. We're going to see what's happening at your campus this week. Hallelujah. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.